This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's pick some winners on today's slate, and let's start in the East region. Let's go to 10-seed USC against number 7-seed Michigan State. The Spartans laying a point and a half. Total, 137 and a half. This is an early game. A uh, 12-15 tip-off from Columbus, Ohio, deep in the heart of uh, Big Ten country. Jenks, do you think this gives Michigan State a small edge here? I don't know. That, I, that's my lean because of Tom Izzo, and I know you hear that all the time. It's such a – I know it's a tired argument to make, but it really is But the it's truth, warranted. Right? It, it is warranted, and that, that, that's exactly the next statement I was going to make, which I know you hear it all the time, but there's no doubt that he's one of the best to ever do it. And I, I've gone back and forth because as much as I love Tom Izzo – I love Boogie Ellis, and he's been great for USC this season. And if Boogie Ellis isn't getting it done, then Drew Peterson is. He's very good inside with his length. I think what I would do here is maybe go to the over because when you have so much talent on the floor, like the Spartans have Joey Hauser, Tyson Walker, those guys can get hot. They're very good inside the perimeter. We have so much offensive talent on the floor. I feel like that maybe that lends itself to looking at an over so with the total at 137 and a hook seems a shade low to me. I'll go over, but man, this is a tough one to cap. Ooh, I think I'll be on the opposite side. I kind of like the under here because both these teams, yeah. yes, they're very talented, but they also have great defenses because that's the first thing that I saw. Both these teams are actually pretty balanced, but USC comes in with a defense ranked in the top 50, and so does Michigan State. Both these teams kind of play at a slower pace, and USC, we know, can defend the paint really well. I think if Michigan State actually shoots some threes, maybe they can beat USC that way, but they just don't shoot a ton of threes. And going against mm-hmm. this USC defense, who is number two in the country at defending the two-point shot. So I think it's going to be tough for Michigan State to get those easy uh, looks down low. And then USC, we know they're good down low, but Michigan State has a great defense as well. Not nearly as solid as USC, but still. And also... I was talking about this first half unders trend that we saw mm-hmm. in the first day of the tournament. I think it's like the first round of the tournament when teams are playing their first game. We saw yesterday, first half unders, 10, 5, and 1 on yesterday's slate. So I'm not saying you blindly bet it, but I think this is a prime candidate. When you have two great defenses facing each other, maybe it is a recipe for a first half under. Okay, I'd buy that. I'm going to stick with my overplay but now you're sort of talking me off of that but i don't hate that at all well and then one final thing what do you think of these daytime games because i think the first half under percentage goes up when their team's playing at like earlier tip-offs because think about this tip-off time for usc who's used to playing on west coast time 12 15 eastern 
what is that? 9.15 a.m. Pacific yes. Coast time? <laughs> it's an early tip. No, that's true. That's one thing I forgot to look at here. 12.15 is early, and I generally, if I'm going to bet a total that early, I'm almost always on the under here. So now you're talking me off of my bet. It's not a play I'm going to make, but I do – Again, the only sabotage factor I keep going back to is you've got a lot of individual offensive talent on the floor. But yes, great defenses as well. Well, and also, I think live betting is worth a, a shot in March Madness as well. If you like that live total, maybe if these mm -hmm. teams come off uh, a little sluggish in the first few minutes, that's when you hammer a live over and get a better number. Let's go on to the 15th-seeded Vermont Catamounts going against two-seed Marquette. We've got Marquette laying 10 and a half. Total 143 and a half. Another daytime tip, 245 in Columbus. Jenks, what's the angle you like in this game? Well, let me say this. As much as I love what Shaka Smart has done at Marquette, and he's been awesome this season, and I'm happy for him. I really liked him when he was at Texas, just didn't quite fit for some reason. And even now, Texas fans like, like the administration, like Shaka. It just for some reason, it didn't work. But he's done awesome work there in Milwaukee. However, I think that spread is too big here. I like Vermont. Vermont matches up really well with the Golden Eagles in this one. I feel like Vermont forever. Whenever Vermont makes the tournament, they play the same style that they played forever, which is we're just going to shoot from long range again and again and again and again it's been their mo since the beginning of time and the one thing that marquette does not do well is guard the three-point line also shaka in his career is not good as a head coach in covering the number as a double digit favorite he covers around 40 percent of the time so when you shoot a lot of threes like the catamounts do i think you have a chance to keep it within the number i will take vermont plus the points I think this is going to be a stay away game for me just because mm -hmm. of the shooting. I think you're right where if you're taking a side, you only take the side of Vermont here. But still, when you're relying on a team that really needs to make shots, especially in like the first game of the NCAA tournament, I think it's a tall task. Like we saw it yeah. uh, yesterday with Colgate. That was a team that was one of the best shooting teams in the entire nation, but the shots just weren't falling. And then Texas was getting those easy looks because I think down low, Marquette's probably going to have the the size advantage here. So that is the sabotage factor. After watching that Texas and Colgate game, I think mm -hmm. I'm going to stay away. But like, I'm not going to sit here and lay double digits with Marquette. It is not in my nature. So it's going to be a stay away for me. Let's go on to number 11 seed Providence going head to head with six seed Kentucky. We have the Wildcats laying four and a half. Total 144 and a half. Jenks, which team can you trust here? Because I think that's my first question. Oh, God. I This is my least favorite game to look at yesterday. I want mm -hmm. to like Providence so much. Remember early in the season when they were playing so well and they were just yeah. they were covering machines at home and you would just, whatever the spread was, doesn't didn't matter. You just laid the points with the Friars at home and they would cover. But that changed in a big way. And obviously, it's a neutral side game. I think you just have to go with the team that's playing better basketball right now, and it is certainly not Providence. Kentucky mm -hmm. is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games, and the Friars have just quit playing defense. In their last five games, they've allowed more than 80 points per game. So I think you have to go Kentucky here. 
I think if uh, Providence was better at defending the paint, maybe I would give him a better shot here. But I think Oscar Shibwe is probably going to have his way. And you're right. It's really hard to pick a Providence team that comes into the tournament losing yeah. three straight. And Kentucky, I'll say this. They haven't played like super great either. A team that's still pretty much underachieved for a good part of the season. But if you look at their last stretch of the season, their two losses were to the same team. Vanderbilt apparently had their number. So maybe it's a Vandy team that we are, uh, you know, not giving enough credit to, but I will take Kentucky here. I don't love it because you're also laying points, but still, yeah. I think I would side towards Kentucky. That's at least who I have advancing in my bracket. All right, let's next uh, go to K-State in Montana. We have uh, K-State laying eight and a half, total 138 and a half. Jinx, I think the first thing that I thought of here was mm -hmm. this is a pretty high spread. For a K-State team that, yes, that they have been very good this year, one of the best covering teams in the nation this year, uh, but eight and a half seems a little high to me. I could not agree with you more. At, at least what I know about Kansas State, having been on them throughout the season, is that they're very good at home. Like in Manhattan, mm -hmm. exceptional at covering the number, but away from home, they get really shaky. And already this number has come down just in the midst of doing this show from Kansas State laying eight and a half to seven and a half. I think Montana huh. is the way to go here. I mean, they have been playing great basketball. They're nine and one overall in their last 10. Neither side is really good at covering the number, but. When you're a team that has won 9 of 10, I understand it, it's a lesser conference, but Kansas State doesn't seem to me, based on what I've seen this season, to be a team that can cover spreads this big. Plus, when is the last time you got to put some money on a team from the big sky? Let's go Bobcats. I'll follow the line movement here as well, and I'll be on Montana State getting the 7.5 now, just because I think it's just a case of too many points. Kansas State, I think, has been a great play as underdogs, but as favorites, uh, it's not a team I really want to back in this uh, spot. Uh, Kansas, Matt just put this in the chat, 20 and 12 against the spread. I remember mm. looking at ATS rankings before we started uh, this handicapping of the bracket. They are one of the best teams at covering the number. But like I said, a lot of those games, they were getting points at home against fellow opponents in the Big 12. I think this is a different case. So I will be on Montana State here. Uh, Jenks. Do you know which city Montana State is located in? Trivia time. Uh, okay, Montana State, Bozeman? Is that right? No, I have I no idea. Right. I don't even know the answer. Let's look it up. It is Bozeman. I, I got it. Nice job, Jenks. I definitely Chelsea, do not I can't know believe that. you asked me a question and I was like, is it Bozeman? You're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was asking because Ask I wanted an answer. Oh, I thought you were asking me, like, it's a trivia question. I was like, what's the answer? And you're like, that'd be like being on Jeopardy. This is where Montana State is located. What is Bozeman? I, I don't know. I was asking you. I have no clue. Yeah, watch out, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be the next host of Jeopardy. Coming for your job or the job that you wanted. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.